You ever been to that website? Offtimeradio.com? No, actually, which is kind of awkward. Dude, you should totally check it out. It's really awesome. You can find all of the episodes of Offtime Jive, uh, your favorite podcast. Is it something I can commit suicide to? Yeah, probably. You know what else you should uh, go check out? What's that? You should go check out at Offtime Radio on Twitter and follow it, because that's my Twitter account. Yeah, now you just... And it's really the official Twitter account of the show. This is just shameless self-promotion at this point, Tyler. Yeah, this is all it is. You know what else you should do? You should go to iTunes, look up the show Offtime Drive, and then hit subscribe, because we need subscribers. And you know what? If you were really, really feeling generous, Michael, hypothetically speaking... I'd give you a blowjob. No. You... Me. ...could donate... To off-time internet radio. What? Via PayPal. Why would I do that? Either our, our, because you'd be a nice guy. And you know what? Some of us need some money. Because some of us are going to be homeless soon. Some of us just had testicles hurry, which is expensive. Yeah, help pay for my testicles. Yeah. You and can find us at offtimeinternetradio.com or nerdmanmedia.podbean.com. What? No, really, this is the first time I'm hearing of this. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, you know. Welcome to Off Time Jive. My name is Tyler Pino. And my name is Michael Holler. Happy New Year, everybody. It's the year 2015. And I'm already tired of it. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. What did you do for, uh, you went away for a while, sir. Where, where did you go and what did you do? Uh, I was home on quote-unquote vacation uh, with my family. Why was it quote-unquote? Because it's my family and it's, yeah, well, I mean, I love them, but some of them seriously get on your nerves. Which ones? I want names. Tell me <laughs> Yeah. You had actually, you had a pretty good Christmas in terms I did. of I had the a, shit that you brought back. I, I had a fantastic Christmas. Well, what? I mean, I I got to keep both my testicles, and that was the best present of them all, honestly. I don't believe that that's true. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you don't get any use out of yours, so that's why you'd say so. I, not, not that it's not the best present <laughs> at all. I'm saying that I don't believe that you have two testicles. Oh, see, now you're backpedaling. I'm not backpedaling against it's, shit. This is what this is backpedaling. I'm just saying you don't have. I, I'm fine. I don't get much use out of mine either. But <laughs> at least I got two of them. What do you mean either? I mean you don't. Obviously, you don't get any use out of yours because one's gone and one's twisted <laughs> around. Anyways, what did you do for New Year's? Uh, I spent New Year's on a. Nice airplane. So really, you traveled back in time. I traveled. Well, I traveled forward, forward in, time. in time. Yeah, but the way the way that I love that one plane ride is uh, traveling on New Year's Eve is something that I hear is supposed to be a, a fairly pleasant experience because no one wants to travel on New Year's Eve. You're gonna miss all the alcohol. So from what I've heard from people who have traveled on New Year's Eve, like, oh yeah, the plane's empty. Like you get whole rows to yourselves. Blah blah blah. It's wonderful. Whatever. This was not my experience. Mm. I was sitting at the gate waiting for the plane to load up and immediately noticed that this plane was going to be fucking packed. Sweet. Wonderful. So I get on the plane. I sit in the middle. I'm in an aisle seat, so I'm happy. And these two lovely looking people come up to me and say, oh, excuse me, you know, I'm supposed to sit next to you. My boyfriend's right here and he sits in the back. Is it possible you could switch seats so that we could sit together? So... 
me being the jackass that I am, I'm like, oh yeah, sure, of course, I don't care. I don't Did know. you have to sit in the doo doo seats? Well, <laughs> Did you have to sit by the bathroom? Oh, well, what? Ha- yeah, actually, I sat in front of the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> Did it smell like diarrhea the whole time? No, it smelled like awful cleaner. So I, I go and I sit in the back, and no one's there. And then immediately, on cue, like three babies sit in front of me. Within just like, three babies? Did they have attendance? <laughs> they, they had they had parents, yes, but they they sit within like. Five but they're all bit. Did they take up seats? Well, yeah. Well, it's like you know they had the parents and they're holding them, but they within five feet. Three separate there were three parents of them. with three separate separate babies is yeah. what. I, yep. That's that's statistically almost impossible. <laughs> so I didn't sleep on that flight. You have really good like luck, Michael. <laughs> I have fantastic luck, Mister Pino. So that was that was very nice. That was. Do your balls Fucking start to throb fantastic. as soon as you get into the air? I they like, don't. You know how actually. normal people like their ears pop? Do uh, <laughs> your well, your one testicle does it pop <laughs> or twist? It's supposed to never have to twist again, so that's it's good. Because it's stapled. <laughs> it's stapled. To, oh my god. Yeah, it's uh, it's not painful anymore, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, you can definitely always feel it when you move. So I had an interesting New Year's. I spent it in New York City for the first time in my life. Um, and my parent, well, my dad and his girlfriend came up to visit. Uh, and they wanted to do the ball drop. Wonderful. In Times Square. Um, and for those of you who don't live in New York and you don't know and you see it on TV and you think that that might be a really good event to go to, <laughs> let, me, let me fucking tell you, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't understand why it's such a destination. They say there are a million people into Times Square, and if you've never been to Times Square... It, it can't accommodate that. It's six city blocks, right? It, well, maybe a little bit more. It's from, what, 40th to... 43rd to 48th, actually, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it's it's not too big. But when you see it on TV and you see the concerts and everything and you think it's, like, really, you know, a big area... Spacious. It's not. No. Like, I saw... Have you ever seen the two stages that they put up? Not in person, no. Okay, well, they put them up the day before, um, and then they block off all the traffic to Times Square. And when you watch it, it kind of looks like a music festival or something. Um, and there's a ton of people, and there are a ton of people. I can't imagine that there are an actual million people, though. That sounds like a bullshit. Right, wh- what do you What do you have? Do you, have, do you like, close you off the entire that? area and people have clickers at every street? Like, oh! Well, that's what I'm saying, is there's no way to count it. Uh, I guess they could do, like, those aerial head counts, like, but those are always an estimation anyway. But the thing is, they do close down Times Square. And so, if you want a, a space there, you have to get there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Or bring a taser. Or, well, no, you couldn't, because there's NYPD and fucking FBI everywhere. <laughs> They're literally, they bring in FBI bomb squad people, um, because it's the, you know, the biggest fucking event in New York City. Maybe the fucking country. Well, yeah, because what is everyone fucking watching? Yeah, they're all, yeah. They're all exactly. watching the Times Square balls, which, honestly... Is Have you seen the ball? Is it a big deal? Uh, to some people, I guess. To me, I, I I see the ball once a week. It's up there. Like, it, they don't take it down. It's still in Times Square. It just goes up and down. Yeah. No, um, it's not that impressive looking. But and my, it's fucking small, too. Mm-hmm. But my dad wanted to go see it. He's like, it's a big thing. It's on my bucket list. And then he's like, well, it's not really on my bucket list. But it's <laughs> in here. I'm like, okay. So we go there, and we got there at like 3.30 in the afternoon. You're supposed to get there at 3. It's already completely filled up. And it's already sealed off. Now, you could kind of get to, um, like, the areas around it. We were a little bit north of uh, 48th, 
So we could see the stage um, pretty clearly, but you couldn't... Well, I guess you could have seen the ball when they raised it. We were right behind the one Times Square building, which is, you know, where the ball is. But they close it all off, and then after, like, a half hour, they were like, you have to leave. There's nothing <laughs> to see here. And we're like, well, yeah, there kind of is. I can see the stage right there. They're like, no, 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 get the fuck out. Um, they were actually, no, the NYPD was so fucking friendly over New Year's. I think they must have had, like, an order from um, uh, some higher up to be like, dude, we got fucking PR nightmares going on right now. Just be friendly. So every time you passed an NYPD officer in New York on New Year's, they're like, Happy New Year! And, like, smiling and everything. And they were at every subway station. They were outside of our building. There's, like, six of them. But they, you can't be around Times Square because they closed that area off, too. The closest that you could get after the show starts is you could go to, like, the east end of Bryant Park and hope <laughs> to hear Taylor fucking Swift sing about New York. Did you know that she's the spokesperson for um, tourism in New York City right I, now? Yeah, I did hear that. No, she was the official welcome ambassador, I think is what the title's yeah. called. Which immediately in my mind, I was thinking, okay, one, why is it Taylor Swift? And two... What the fuck is a welcome ambassador? I don't know. I've never heard of that term. But they do once a year. They pick somebody different to... It's through the Tourism Bureau. Um, they create, like, a campaign to, I don't know, show commercials you, or something. Do you even really need a Tourism Bureau in New York? Oh, I would have... Yeah. I mean, honestly. Well, no, it's, it's not just for PR. They also, like, organize stuff. But, I mean, when people think of America... When people think of America... Uh-huh. United States... America. There's there's pretty much two things. There's Los Angeles, there's New York, and then there's all the shit in between. Yeah, the flyover shit that nobody cares about. Yeah, it's the shit they're like, oh god, it's gonna take me another six hours to get to Los Angeles. Fuck, mm -hmm. oh, what's all this empty shit? Yeah. Otherwise known as Texas. But, um... You don't fly over Texas. Yeah, they'd probably shoot you down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have listeners in Texas. We have <laughs> listeners in a couple of those flyover places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm just I'm just really grumpy because it took me 11 hours to get from home to New York. Yeah. The entire time sitting behind three babies thinking I want this fucking plane ride to end. Yeah. Okay, so um when we got there and then we started walking around um when you think of like a big major event what, what do you imagine that they would have in terms of facilities and other ways to be I don't know, uh, welcoming to the fucking guests that have flown in from all over the world. None at all. That's exactly what it is, because <laughs> it's New York fucking city, man. They have no restrooms. <laughs> you want to use a bathroom? Go fucking buy a soda. Yeah, no, they don't. No, and you can't even do that, because if you move, you vacate your place in line, you're done. And most of those um, stores and restaurants and stuff close. Or they have, like, really big parties. Like the one... Um, Oh, God, I can't even think of what store it was, but there was one that was, they still had tickets, and they were $395 a person. That's um, almost as bad as Comic-Con tickets. Yeah. No. Dude, I got my Comic-Con tickets for, like, 80 bucks. Anyways, continue about your story. <laughs> well, no, it's just that they don't have any restrooms. They don't bring in, like, porta-potties or something like that like they would to a major event anywhere fucking else in the world. I mean, people figure it's so fucking cold that their bladder's just going to freeze into a well, solid that's state. The thing. My dad, when he was coming in from the airport, he talked to um, this lady that had gone to it for the last three years, and she's like, what you have to do is buy a 
fucking depends. You have to buy adult what diapers. The? Because people literally are pissing on themselves. Because they have to get there from 3 in the afternoon and stay there mm. till midnight in the fucking ice cold. So at that point, you're just pissing on yourself for the sheer warmth of it. <laughs> I mean, it was it was only like 29, but the wind chill was like 14 all night. It was fucking cold. But yeah, all of that to go see Tadoff Swiftler, um, our ambassador to this great city nothing says new york like a fucking white bread conservative christian country singer that's like 10 years old well she bought a 20 million dollar condo in soho recently oh no tribeca see i think most people should listen to this and think wow how the fuck can a condo cost what 20 million dollars yeah and my my just my thought is well how often is she gonna live in there I mean, that's, well, that's the thing, is she probably, she's there for, like, I don't know, two weeks out of the year. Did you hear her new New York song? No. Oh, it's the blandest fucking piece of crap I've ever heard in my goddamn life. She sung it at the thing, and I was like, why, like, does she even have a song that they could play that would be New York-y? And I guess this is the one that they gave her to sing, or somebody wrote on her behalf. Um... And it was, oh, it's so fucking lame. It's like the most, I'm like, Frank Sinatra, you are not. There are better songs about New York, like 50 Cent's I Run New York, or um, Fat Joe's, I think it's just called New York. I don't know, but they say the N-word a lot. Slightly more times than Taylor Swift said it. She only says it 96 times throughout the album. Ah, well, you know, there is a song, uh, I forgot who it was by, um, but it's like uh, Empire State of Mind or whatever. Yeah, 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 it's a... Alicia Keys and Jay-Z. Is it? I honestly, I didn't give a shit about this song until I saw this one music video where it was a parody called Galactic Empire State of Mind. Yeah. And it was all Star Wars puns. But um, but yeah, you know, I've tried to use the McDonald's restroom in Times Square. I, I've, 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 been dis- I've been desperate before. But I've tried to use that bathroom before. And you can't fucking use that bathroom on a normal day. Yeah. Well, you have to buy something anyway. Yeah. There are no public restrooms anywhere in fucking New York. That's another thing that they don't tell you before you move here. There's no bathrooms on the subway. That's why everybody pisses on the subway. And there's no bathrooms anywhere except for paying customers. And that's why everybody just actually, shits on the street. Actually, like, you'll no, be walking I, um, down fucking Broadway and just like, oh, that's human feces. I'm going <laughs> to live with this for 20 minutes. Well, you know, it's always better seeing uh, seeing just the feces. I, I've seen people, homeless people, literally piss themselves. Standing up. Would it have been better if they pissed themselves sitting down? Yeah. Why did you qualify it like that? Like, if I sat down on the ground right now and just pissed myself, and then, like, got up and changed pants, then came back and stood up and pissed myself, (laughs) which one would offend you more? (laughs) Um... I don't know. I'd actually probably be bothered by the fact that you pissed your own pants in my room. I don't know. How many times have you pissed yourself in this room? Uh, your ball surgery because if haven't. i were you it would have been a lot because like <laughs> i wouldn't have wanted to get up to go to the bathroom i'd be like dude my ball sack is ripped open right now i could do what i want i'm an ra motherfucker <laughs> well you know actually the last time i uh i remember making a mess of myself was actually i was probably maybe five or six years old and i uh i crapped myself Five or six. So this was like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I was about five or six years old. But I remember we were at home, which normally would be a problem. You know, clean yourself up, take a shower, change your pants. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I crapped myself. 
And me and my uh, my dad, my stepfather, we're about to leave the house and gonna go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm too afraid to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so you just sat with it. So I get in the car and we go and run errands. Uh, the and whole I stay time you're silent the whole time. Wow, that's impressive. That's dedication <laughs> to uh, the, the. I was really charade. scared of him. Uh, I'd have been really angry with you too if you shit yourself and then got in my car and stayed there for like six hours. <laughs> then, like, dude, we were at home, just fucking change pants. <laughs> no, the last time I shit myself was like last know, week because you're an old morning. fuck. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> it, if it ever was going to be a time, it would have been last week because I had a fucking horrible stomach flu all week last week. Oh, I remember it was, this. Like literally just vomit and diarrhea for that's like my roommate walked in the door and it was just a fucking tidal wave of shit and vomit i was like sorry man oh bt dubs you're gonna have to clean this up i'm really sick it's always one of the things that paranoys me or makes me paranoid when i'm when i'm here in the building because all of these walls are so paper thin it's like if you're really having like explosive diarrhea everybody on the floor fucking knows it and they could probably smell it too because it's like the bathrooms are right in the front of the fucking room it's like I know I know the bowel habits of of all of my neighbors. It makes me very uncomfortable, but it also feels like it gives me power because <laughs> I know when they're shitting. And if I were gonna break into their room, I, I don't know. Maybe I could use it for blackmail. <laughs> anyway, we got some news to talk about. Some nerd news. Do we have any other news? No. Um, the Ant Man teaser. Did you hear about this? I did. I saw it. Either it was either today or yesterday. Well, Marvel released the actual full-size trailer. Um, yesterday they released an insect-sized gag version, but you couldn't see it because it was too small. You get it? Yep. Because, like, ants are small. Like, that they Ant-Man are. Ant-Man gets small. Well, it, it also would have been really funny because doesn't Ant-Man also grow, like, really, really big? Does he? Yeah. I Is think that that's a thing. thing? I think that's a th- I, I Why remember would that in be the a thing? old Avenger comics, that's what he did. Like, he'd get really tiny and then really huge. But it also would have been... I think you're thinking of somebody else. You think so? Um, what, God, what is his name? Molecular Man? He had, like, a blue and yellow costume. I can't fuck her. That's, yeah, that's who you're that's thinking her, of. That's what I'm thinking Well, anyways, the way that that trend thought would have gone, is it also would have been really funny if they just had a trailer that was so zoomed in, you just see, like, motion blur. Nothing really happened in this trailer. I, I couldn't fucking see it because it was too small. You didn't see. You didn't watch the big. I version? I didn't see the big version. They said you know watch the big version when it premieres with Agent. Yeah, Carter. that's the next thing I was gonna say. Is it premieres? Uh, it was originally supposed to premiere uh, on Marvel's Agent Carter on Tuesday, January sixth, at eight o'clock Eastern Time on ABC. Have you seen that show? No, because it didn't come out yet. I. This is the premiere episode. Yeah. You sure? It's a two-hour premiere. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. I have no interest. Um, to me, it seems like the Aunt May movie. It well, it sounds it's... like the same fucking thing. Like, why would I care about this? Except, like, I guess Agent Carter is a little bit more interesting than Aunt May. Because what the fuck could Aunt May have possibly been doing in her teenage year and age years? Well, it's um, from watching Agents of Shield. There are a couple moments where it flashes back to World War Two, and we'll, it'll show you how it ties in like then to the now. Sure. And it's interesting. Like, it's really interesting to see these, like, couple-minute clips of, like, what happened then and what's happening now. now I'm just, I don't like, know I don't understand warrants... why they do these series about these side characters. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily understand why that warrants 
its own an show. entire series. Yeah. Well, I guess but, they could bridge because if she's like an agent of Shield from back in the day, or yeah. she's like working with the. Well, original she's the founder. Shield. Okay, so um, there you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's gonna. There's a lot of continuity stuff, especially yeah. leading into Civil War. So she's working with the person who was uh, Howard Stark and things like that. But I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. I really oh that'll actually be interesting. Yeah, like, uh, if he's in the show pretty frequently. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that they take a lot of cues from Agents of Shield because Agents of Shield. I'm sure that they will. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, in the sense that Agents of Shield took a long time to gain traction. Like, it took twelve episodes for it to start getting interesting. So the advice that you're giving it is be shitty for 12 episodes? No, the advice I'm, the advice I'm giving you is don't be shitty from 12 episodes. Learn from that and then start on that 12th episode. Oh. Yeah, that's better advice. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the teaser, it wasn't really anything to write home about. If you saw that test footage that got leaked a couple of weeks ago, or a couple well, of months ago now. It wasn't, like, a year ago? Was it? Yeah, it was Holy fucking fuck. long time ago. Well, that That was, like, Comic-Con 2013. Wow. We are in 2015, Tyler Pino. I, I know. We're, like, a couple days into it. Um, yeah, you saw a lot more on that. Like, the most you saw the suit was his fucking calves as he's running away at this very low-angle shot. No. Oh. Um, then there's, like... How's Paul Rudd's calves? Oh, so are they ripped? fine. Just creamy and delicious. Just like <laughs> everything about Paul Rudd. Beautiful man. Um, he has a... It looks like he got punched in the face, and he's being escorted by two cops to a jail. Then it has this overhead shot where he's like, I think it's him. I guess you don't really see who it is, but it's a prison fight. But it's like the most tame prison fight that I've ever seen. It's not like, like Breaking Bad prison fight? No. Um, maybe it'll get to that point, but I doubt it. Um, they're just standing in a circle watching two people fight, and I'm like, if this was a real prison fight, everybody would be dying right now. <laughs> Like, yeah. they, they, if that was the case, prison doesn't seem so bad. You could make sangria in the toilet. I mean, again, I am not necessarily really happy with Edgar Wright's departure from that film. Yeah. And he, he did leave because of creative differences. Do you know and who I Peyton Reed that. is? That's the director now. <laughs> I've know. never even heard of him. I've never heard of him. Has he done is... anything before? Uh, no. And, I mean, it definitely seems like that kind of thing where when we were talking about the Deadpool film, the person who's slated to direct that is Tim Miller, and all he's really known for is doing the opening credits to Fincher's Growth Dragon Tattoo film. Which were really good opening credits. Which was credits. really good opening credits, yeah. Probably my favorite part of the film. Um, but I am concerned because since Edgar Wright left the film out of creative differences, I'm really afraid that this film is just going to be the most sterile, like... I don't think so, because, like, none of the Marvel movies so far have been all that sterile. I don't think we've had that problem so much. Um, and what the Marvel uh, executives had said was his vision wasn't too in line yeah, with, with the, the Marvel overall. Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and I could I, I, I could understand that just even at an aesthetic level, wanting to yeah. keep it in continuity with the rest of them. Granted, I also think, who fucking cares, because... It, like, why not just let him no do it? Let him do his own thing. You combine it in Avengers, as long as it's not Scott Pilgrim Part 2 and there's, yeah. like, crazy shit going on. Although I would watch it if it was Scott Par Pilgrim Part 2. I love that movie, but I don't think that it would be that much of a jump. Because think about, like, comics and stuff that all go in the same continuity that yeah. are done by different artists and different people, and they all have very different tones. Granted, Even... Marvel all kind of looks the same yeah. to me. 
But I mean, there there are some differentials between them. Absolutely. But like compared to DC, where the art style will be drastically different. different, I think that the Marvel people probably have like a um, a certain uh, set of parameters that they're allowed to go through. You know, this even goes back to remember in Gotham when we were trying to look at the maps that they had on the walls, and they were fucking all different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, okay. t- no two Gotham maps are the same. Um, no, I, I. I want Ant-Man to be really good. I, I, then again, I probably won't be that disappointed if it's not. Yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, ever since Edgar Wright left, I'm. My right excitement kind of went from ah. Yeah, now it's like, because Ant-Man's kind of a lame character anyway, and like the entire icing on the cake was that it was uh, gonna be a fucking Edgar Wright film. Yeah. Like, okay, they, they, I can see that. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be. Um, it's you gonna know. be witty. It's gonna be fast. It's gonna be yeah, yeah. But it's uh, be very now British. it's just a regular superhero thing, and yeah. I mean maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. I'll I'll give it a chance. I'll give but... it a chance. Yeah, but um, no, because I remember when he casted Paul Rudd, his like everyone was like, "What the f-? like? Why? Why Paul Rudd?" And his whole reasoning, well, I wanted to cast someone that could make morally questionable decisions, but have charisma so that the audience would like him regardless. Which is, sounds like a very Edgar Wright thing to do. And sounds like a very Paul Rudd type character. Exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's going to transition to the new film. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much of the original Edgar Wright vision was retained with the new director. Yeah. But, I mean, he le- actually, no. How far through filming were they when he left? Like halfway. Wow. Yeah, then you get like Superman 2 kind of parables where... Um, it's just totally inconsistent. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, there's a rumor that DC's going to launch a new uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow crossover. Which would be the first Green Lantern, Green Arrow crossover that we've had since, what, the 70s? Since, uh, no, just pre-New 52. Huh. Um, they had, like, an ongoing series for a while, a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, they're saying that it's going to make up for uh, their canceling New Guardians they're canceling Red Lanterns and they're canceling Green Lantern Corps, which I'm kind of surprised that they all all three of those titles have lasted this long. The first couple issues in New Guardians were interesting, and I liked it because it was Kyle Rayner, but um, it eventually just kind of got I like I stopped reading them after a few issues, and I'd never heard people talking about that shit. See, that's the kind of thing. Uh, there was a Marvel run. I won't say fairly recent because it's a couple years at this point, called Uncanny X Force. Yeah. And that was one of the few Marvel runs that, like, I picked it up and I read it avidly. Because it was fantastic. It had so much momentum. It had so much traction. After, like, the fifth story arc, which was about issue 20 or 21 or something, it just, it lost it. Like, all that momentum just went down the fucking toilet. And it made me so, so sad to see it happen. But, I don't know. I imagine it's just something like that. Because when it came out, it came out bigger than, like... The hula hoops fucking yeah well i was gonna say that titanic but and then it crashed and sunk like hula you? hoops <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know um it's hard it, it's hard when you have so many different writers like a lot of times you'll have some good momentum going and then you know change writers change even just change artists and it could fucking kill Destroy the whole it. thing I don't know, yeah that's kind of what happened with uh batwoman you know how i, I 
I don't want to imagine what it's like to be known as the one guy who killed something. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you remember that great comic book series? Yeah, it was all great till this person killed it. And you know oh. what's shitty is when you're talking about, like, a comic series that has a lot of really good buzz, a lot of, you know, a big reputation to uphold, and people are like, oh, this is new, this is fresh, then as soon as you change artists or... Or, or writers, they're immediately going to fucking turn on you no matter what. Yeah. I mean, can you think of any fucking uh, comic that is... Uh, the comic book fans, Michael, they're a superstitious, cowardly, fickle, fickle lot. Um, they, they, they don't like the things that they like, is what I'm <laughs> trying to say. It's a very love-hate relationship with everything. I think that goes for most fans. Like, in order to be a yeah. certain fan of something, you've got to have that point where you really love it, and then it circles around to become absolute bitter hatred for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually happened to me in Doctor Who. Uh, Do you a hate years Doctor ago. Who now? Uh, no, I used to... I, I mean, I, I really loved Doctor Who back when it came on with the Russell T. Davies era, who was a showrunner from 2005 to 2009, I believe. Uh, and he was fantastic. I loved it a lot. And then they switched showrunners to someone who had penned... A couple of really good episodes, but never done uh-huh. an overarching plot. And, and I was the showrunner was a writer. Well, the showrunner was the writer at the time, but uh, they had a bunch of different writers. Like Neil Gaiman writes a lot of episodes for it. Like yeah. people, people go and write for Doctor Who. Um, but one of the writers who had wrote a couple of really good ep- episodes uh, was going to take over as a showrunner, and I was, you know, okay, sure, we'll see how this goes. And the show it it fell the fuck apart. Yeah. At its seams, and for five seasons, I, I went from being okay with the show to hating every second of it, until this past season when they uh, they changed actors, they changed lead actors. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. But I, from what I hear though, the 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 new doctor, the person who's the lead actor, has an Emmy in writing. You know, he was playing. Um, God, what what was the show that he was on? Uh, just immediately prior to Doctor Who, do you know? Three Musketeers? No. Um, it was like, I, I, I don't even was know. It was it the one where he's the politician, he swears a lot? He's uh, supposed to be like a Hollywood agent or something. Oh yeah, I think that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, because he was supposed to be like portraying Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, is what the, I guess the writer said that was the person he was based on, and I'm like, he doesn't look very much like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, but... But actually, and he was, he was a fan of Doctor Who growing up, and they see it a lot. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, yeah, I was a fan of the show growing up. But, no, he was, he was writing into the BBC asking really? to be the president of the Doctor Who fan club when he was in college. They were like, no. Yeah. And now he said it, and they're and, like, no. And it was actually funny. On the Graham Norton show, uh, they were saying that there's this collection of, like, you know, fan letters and then people at the BBC – and the people at the BBC mentioned him in one of the things. I was like, well, you know, at least you're not as bad as, like, and they inserted his name there. Really? And, and he was like, does this person still work at the BBC? <laughs> but, um... At least you're not as bad as Peter Capaldi, is that his name? Yeah, Peter Capaldi. But, uh, but no, he's a... I really, I really like him. He's really good. And he's actually getting into very heated arguments with the showrunner now mm-hmm. because of writing decisions, which, I'm, which I am very, very happy about. Because I think the reason why I hated the show is because the actor who played the Doctor just went along with everything that they wrote. And some of the choices that they made, I thought, were just god-awful. Yeah. Okay, so Green Arrow 38, uh... That is the issue with the team up. That goes on sale uh, Wednesday. Um, 
January 7th for $2.99. You know when Green Lantern, the actual Green Lantern run, lost me? When Hal Jordan went insane tried to destroy the universe? No, that was a long time ago. They won me back since then. But oh. uh, he, when they had the Arabic Green Lantern... And it was the most ham-fisted fucking attempt at, like, racial diplomacy that you will ever see. Where they're like, or, or, or what it was, the word that I'm looking for, like, diversity. They're trying to diversify comics. Um, they had, he's this Middle Eastern uh, Muslim character. And he's, you know, an all-around good guy, and that's how he gets to become Green Lantern. But he gets picked up by the FBI because uh, his brother is involved in a car bombing. And he gets sent to Guantanamo Bay and interrogated. And then the Green Lantern ring finds him. And I'm like, oh my god. This is like the most offensive fucking thing that I've ever read in a comic. And that's saying something. Because <laughs> comics, Jesus Christ. But like, that's that's their attempt at like racial sensitivity is to say, oh, Muslims, they're not all terrorists. It's like, dude, nobody but actually... But their brother is. Nobody thinks that way. Why can't he just be, like, a Muslim uh, guy or, like, just a pizza delivery guy or he works IT and happens to be Muslim? Why does he have to have connections to Al-Qaeda? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like when you have that one really racist friend who's like, whoa, yo, I'm not racist, yo, but... Yo, check this. <laughs> I, uh, I ain't racist, but... All Muslims are evil. <laughs> Terrorists. DC is that one friend. Pretty much. Um, God. Speaking of, uh, you said Uncanny X-Force. Yeah. Marvel's releasing, uh, they just released a first look at their new series, The Uncanny Avengers, number one. Sounds uncanny. By Rick Remender and Daniel Acuna. They read, I had the press release, I was gonna read it, but it sounds altogether uninteresting to me. Um... Basically, what, what what this is going to be is the Avengers and the X-Men are going to team up to fight this other world version of the X-Men and the Avengers. And according to the press release... This sounds like fan fiction. The X-Men and Avengers will form a new team seeking answers. Only they will find, in all likelihood, it will destroy their own members... It's written like fan fiction. Yeah, the the uh, threat that they're fighting is called Counter Earth, and uh, they form the Uncanny Avengers with the Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Vision, Captain America, Rogue, Brother Voodoo, and a newly heroic Sabretooth. They must stand together or perish alone. You're making that up. No. No, you're making it this up. This is all in the press it release. It sounds too much like fan fiction. As tensions run high and the secrets of Counter-Earth are laid bare, will this new Unity Squad's first mission be their last? I'm gonna say probably not. The answers lie in the explosive debut of Uncanny Avengers number one, it's, coming to comic book shops and digital devices it's going this to, January. It's going That's to, now. It's going to be their last until they choose to reboot it in a dark and gritty format. Yeah. Oh. Now with 50% more auto-color correction, yeah. the darks are even darker. Hey, Michael, what's your favorite show on TV right now? Uh, Constantine. Wrong! Gotham's returning from its mid-season uh, mid hiatus January the 5th. Poised to introduce the character Dr. Leslie Tompkins. You know who that is? No. It's 
Batman's Doctor. Uh, it's a character that has been in the comics forever, and it's one of his, you know, close allies and confidants, one of the few people to know Bruce Wayne's secret identity. Or Batman's secret identity, rather. Which is Bruce Wayne. See, I didn't Spoilers. even know that. You didn't know that Batman and Bruce Wayne were the same person? No, I didn't. Well, guess what? Christian Bale and in The Dark Knight, their voices are just so different. Yeah. The one that's... What did Christian Bale even sound like in that film? I can't even remember a word of dialogue he said. I used to be a boy. And now I'm a bat! <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, Leslie Tompkins, um, she's going to meet Jim Gordon, who has been transferred to work at Arkham Asylum. Uh, when the Gotham. fuck did that happen? I don't care. I don't think it has. I don't, I don't care. think it's happened yet. I, you, you lost me. I don't care. Gotham. New episode airs Monday at whatever the fuck time Gotham comes on. Who knows? Know. Who knows? Maybe in a year or so, it'll be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Will someone will come along and say, hey, listen, I know yeah, I it really... started off really rough, but it gets better. You know, I hope that that's the case. I really do. Because I, I want to like Gotham. I haven't watched it in ages. Maybe it's already gotten better. But, you know, now I know quite a few people that work on that show. And I'm like, I want it to succeed. And I like, you know, for the most part, I like all the actors. I know you. You. I just saw your Jada Pinkett Smith poster in your room. Yeah, she's gonna die soon. <laughs> Not that anybody told me that. I just hope that she's gonna die soon. Yeah, but um, God, that um, show. It's it's befuddling because it's it just proves that you don't have to make anything really that good, or you don't have to have a unique approach on anything. If you just appeal to the lowest common denominator, you will succeed. Yeah. And that's what it did. Well, it's not even just... I guess it is the lowest common denominator in as much as... Yeah, they're just appealing to general America. You know, we were having a conversation when we were um, shooting the final film that I had to do for school. Uh, it's when they bring in, like, a professional crew and do everything. And it's when, you know, NIFA really becomes decent, like it should be the all the time. But um, we, we were talking about The Simpsons. Okay. And um, how everybody is of the same opinion that, you know, The Simpsons used to be really good, but it hasn't been good in, like, fucking 15 years. But I'm like, well, then why the hell is The Simpsons on? And they brought <laughs> up the good point. It's like, when you're talking to people about this around here, it's like, this is New York. Yeah. If you're talking to people that are, like, in entertainment, and you're talking to people from New York and L.A., like, where are, they usually don't have the same taste. People in fucking middle America probably love Gotham. And, like, all of those flyover states that we were talking about. No well, offense, you know, Colorado. We're, we're in the most... Pretentious place impossible. Colorado's a pretty sophisticated place. We have a lot of listeners there. I'm sure they don't like The Simpsons right now. <laughs> Colorado, you guys are okay. Do we have a map of like where our listeners are? And yeah, like that? actually we do. Um, but I'll go. I'm not going to talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. We're offending so many people tonight. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's like. No, like, there are a lot of people, and my teacher, uh, who was on the shoot, brought up, he knows, like, a lot of, do you know the Impractical Jokers? Yeah. Okay, well, like, he knows a lot of them, and, like, the point is, have you ever seen an episode of the Impractical Jokers? I think so. Those are, those guys are in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're based by... out of Staten Island, actually. 
Um, they're called the Tenderloins. They're really funny. Uh, Brian Quinn is on Tell Him Steve Dave on this podcast network, and that's a really, really good show that you should check out unless you're listening to this one too much, in which case we're much better. But um, <laughs> that it, it's another th- it's another one of those shows where it's like it does really well um, with a certain audience, and I'm not trying to shit on the show and say, oh, it's not sophisticated, but it's like, yeah, you not that's not one of the shows that a lot of people talk about around here. So you wouldn't even necessarily think of them as being that famous. Mm-hmm. But he said, like, when they go to, you know, somewhere, if they go to, like, the Midwest, if they go to um, somewhere in the South, they have droves and droves of fucking fans, and you would think they were the fucking Beatles. But, like, around here, most people are like, oh, it's that show on TLC or whatever. I don't even know what it's on. Well, I mean, True then TV. again, in Manhattan, you will walk past people yeah, and not literally. bat an eye. Yeah. I mean, they shoot in Union Square all the time. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, no, there's a lot of times where you'll pass people and like, hey, that's a guy, right, from the, whatever that thing is. I mean, yeah, but, like, uh, it depends on where in Manhattan you go, because if New Yorker, if it's New Yorkers, they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're, you're just used to that kind of shit. If they went to Times Square, if they came to this neighborhood, they, they wouldn't be able to walk down the street, because it's all tourists. Yeah. That's why you never see any celebrities around here. Yeah. Well, I've seen a couple. I saw, yeah, I saw fucking Amy Adams the other night, um, and I saw Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I saw like the whole cast of fucking, um, God, what was that American Hustle? Just out at different times, they weren't together. I still haven't randomly. seen that film. You know what's it's actually really good? You know what's actually really discouraging though? What? When I've I've met a lot of filmmakers at NIFA. I've met a lot of them, and it's just so it it pains me when you'll you'll mention a film. Which your general reaction would be like, yeah, that was a piece of shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was so good. Like, that's happened a couple yeah. times. And I'm just like, oh. Well, then, in revisiting my point, I, do- I don't want to make it seem like we're saying New York is more sophisticated than anywhere else. Oh, no, no. Um, they we, Honestly, it's not. It's say- just we're so saturated with fucking media and stuff that you, it's just completely different. Yeah, no. I um, say- if anything, we're pretentious and less sophisticated because we think we're so fucking sophisticated. Yeah, I would Fuck say... Fuck New York is what I'm saying. New York has as many, if not more. Most, most of our listeners more. are in New York, but, you know, I'm just... We go See, all, now, out now of our way not to offend to Colorado. I don't know where to go with this anymore. <laughs> you're trying to tell me. You're trying to tell me. Oh yeah, you're offending people now. So okay, you know what I'm saying back. is, and then, and then you fucking. Oh yeah, but most of our listeners are New. The vast majority of our listeners are in New York, like like ninety percent of them. But I don't know. Just I, I don't care who. Don't, gonna, don't worry not about it. Speak about fucking locations anymore. New York, you're great. Done. Colorado, you're great. Rest of America, you're great, and y'all suck too. Um, that's just blanket statements. <laughs> blanket statements. <laughs> One long sweeping motion. Fuck uh, everyone. What was there a point of this? I don't even remember what we're talking <laughs> about anymore. Fuck. Lowest common denominator, Gotham. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, well, it's a very general audience show. It's like when I, I, I told you that one time, like, when I watched it with my dad, he really liked it. And I'm not saying that he's not sophisticated, although he's not. Um, and he'll be the first person to tell you that. He's not, like, a man of refined taste. Um... But he, yeah, he, he liked it. I think he's like the general audience kind of person. You ever have to adjust your movie opinions for your for like people that you're with? No, really. That's why people don't like me. <laughs> I don't adjust my opinions for anything. I don't have a lot of friends. I um, my parents did that. My my, 
my parents said that because I remember growing up, even when I was at a young age, I'd talk to them about things that I really like, films, video games, TV shows, things like that. And I'd say like, oh yeah, blah, blah, so-and-so, this is what it's like, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was told at one point by my parents, you know, you should learn something interesting so that we can have something to talk about. And then just completely fucking deflated my confidence. <laughs> it's, it's just like taking all your, your hopes and dreams. Your parents said that to you? Yeah, yeah. It's just like taking all your hopes and dreams. Like, yeah, you know all those things that you love? I don't give a shit, which that's I mean, fine I, if you I don't. I can't say that I blame them. I mean, it's, I spent a lot of time with you Power Rangers, dude. I don't talk about it all that much. Oh, when I first met you, you did. That's all we would talk about. We'd sit in the office, we'd watch Super Sentai clips, and I would pretend to care. <laughs> That's how you pretend. That's that's what your that's what your general reaction is with me every day, anyways. Yeah, just pretending to care. That's nah, not true. I never pretend to care. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, no. But my parents would always have that kind of thing where they would watch the Academy Awards, Netflix every single film that's nominated, yeah, and then hate does all that. of them. I have an aunt that does the exact same thing, only she'll, look, she'll go to, like, Redbox or something and rent them, and they'll be like, I hate this movie. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you are not the audience for this movie. Really, yeah. nobody is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, like, I gotta say, I don't really... I, I'm not, like, an Oscar person. I don't give a shit about I think the, the Oscars. Oscars. It's just full of shit at this point. It is. It's all politics. And, like, sometimes, some years, like, they'll they'll get it right, in my opinion. Yeah. They'll, like, honor something else. But, like, if you look at um, top ten lists from years back, or if you just look at the Oscar nominees uh, and the winners from years back, like, it is so, so wrong. Like, yeah. Um, just like movies what that got best nom- picture last year last year uh 12 years of slave i didn't see it i th- i think it was 12 years of slave i, I hear it's it. deserving of that i'm sure it is but it's it's another one of those reasons that, like that kind of movie it's one of those and i'm sure it's a very good movie but it's one of those movies that is very much oscar bait you know yeah. what i mean there are certain types of movies that you could do um that are going to guarantee oscar buzz and that to me it's off-putting like i if if the movie is about something really profound and really sensitive like slavery or like the holocaust is another big one that they'll make movies that just as fucking oscar bait yeah it'll be good movies don't get me wrong but i would much i would be much more interested to see a movie that was just about you know fucking whatever that happened to be a really 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 good movie and people recognize that it's a good film yeah see the they had a film that came out was it last year or the year before it was steven spielberg did lincoln yeah with uh, daniel day lewis and daniel day lewis was fantastic but that's definitely the vibe that i got for the entire two hours i was sitting in the theater which was basically this movie was made to win an oscar yeah there's there's no other point for this film's existence absolutely yeah. other than it's award to, season movie. yeah have the, a place the, the, the ones that come out every year at around november december so they're fresh in your mind when you're getting the screeners and stuff um but yeah it's they're they're oscar movies man i, I don't care nine times out of ten yeah ten times out of ten because, um, like, look at, like, the other movies that got nominated that year. Um, Gravity. Did it? Yeah. I thought nominated. that came out this year. No. It was last year? Yeah. Came out alongside 12 Years a Slave. Actually, what was the, because uh, I, I remember I was very... Wolf of Wall Street and American Hustle were also nominated. That's what I was going to bring up. Like, yeah. fucking Wolf of Wall Street was, uh, I mean, I didn't see 12 Years a Slave, so I can't say. Um, but I think that Wolf of Wall Street deserved an Oscar. Maybe not over 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. 
I honestly thought American Hustle was going to win. I didn't, I didn't see it. I mean, I didn't I see mean, it. I mean, I liked American was, Hustle a lot, but I didn't think it was going to win. I thought it was going to win because it was one of those films where it just felt... I don't know. I don't know. I don't Christian know Bale being the lead in a film is kind of like Oscar poison. Yeah. Not that he isn't a good actor. He's very good. And he was very good in that. But uh, it's just one of those one of those weird things that, you know, happens. Yeah. Christian I, Bale doesn't get Oscars. Yeah. Well, no, what are you talking about? Didn't he get an Oscar performance for uh, training Knight. John Connor? Yeah, six of them. <laughs> well, he got oh, some kind of recognition He got that. Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Composer. And then he times it by three and got six. Yeah. Um, what are you looking up right now? I'm looking up the Oscar list for 2014. And okay. yeah, I think of the ones I thought that American Hustle was going to win. Um, yeah. You mean for 2013? Well, yeah, it was 2013, but it took place in 2014. So it's technically the 2014 is that is that how it works? Yeah, that's weird. Well, I mean, you have all the films like. Well, you can't have an. Well, award it doesn't matter. Season. They don't say the year anyway. They just say like the eighty fifth annual Academy Awards. Well, they they've changed it now. Did you notice that? No. It's no longer the Academy Awards. I don't it's now watch called it. the Oscars. Is it? Yeah. So mm. now instead of being the eighty fifth annual Academy Awards, it's the second annual Oscars. Really? Yeah. It just says the second annual Oscars. Yeah, something like that. I remember when I saw it, like. Because I remember, I remember growing up, it was the, it was like the, you know, the seventieth or the eightieth Academy Awards, and then one year it just became the Oscars. Like, welcome to the Oscars. Like, there's no number, just the Oscars. I mean, that's I don't, I don't care about them saying Oscars because it's colloquial anyway. Everybody, it's not like you're not going to recognize it. It's not like they're changing it to like the name, the 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 first annual Butt Tulips. <laughs> they're just like, what the hell is that? And they're like, oh, it's to honor Francis Butt Tulip, the uh, current. President of the Academy of Film, Art, and Sciences. If you have a child, please, please, please name them Butt Tulip. <laughs> Francis Butt Tulip is going to be my first daughter. Um, uh, 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 but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, like, the resetting it at two, that's fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, that makes it sound new. Well, I mean, it is, because it's no longer the Academy Awards, it's the Oscars. Yeah, but it's the same shit. It's the same shit with a different title, which means that it's which means that it's visionary. Yeah, I guess um, that is how visionary stuff works. Anyways, going on, moving on to a much more prestigious awards. Uh, we have our top list. No, we're not moving on to that because we're not all done right, with news we're not, yet. All right, we're still talking about news. New yeah, that Age of a, Ultron. That was trailer. the perfect segue, you fuck. No, it wasn't because that, that throws perfect. off the entire rest of the show. <sighs> a- a- Age of Ultron. Age Michael. of Ultron. We get another trailer. Yeah. We knew we were getting another trailer. Do you want to know when it comes out? March. Right? No. 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 Fucking January 12th, motherfucker. Oh, that's It's going to be aired with the NCAA college football playoffs and ESPN. Wait, New Year's Day. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're here to read no, the news. No, it's January 12th. They announced <laughs> on New Year's Day. <laughs> We're here to do, we're here to you made this whole big point about we're reading the news Listen, and then you fuck up the news. That's fine. At least I'm like, oh, let's look at our top ten list. I first of all, I have a top three list and then a bottom two list. I didn't say jack shit about a top ten. You're I didn't one say top said, ten either. I said top list and bottom list. Whatever. Top and bottom it's all gay sex code. Um speaking of age Voltron, Michael. 
we found out the likely origin of the film's antagonist, and we've, Voltron. And we've done so, like, the past 10, 12 ways that Marvel's fucked up a character reveal, which is by their toy proprietor, Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, for yeah. those of you that aren't aware, what usually happens with toy releases is they'll have, you know, big marketing things. Toy Fair starts at the beginning of the year, and they'll reveal, like, the packaging for a lot of their action figures. And on the back of a lot of these action figures, they have character bios. And these character bios completely spoil everything about the, you know, the characters coming out. Which I remember when Avengers was coming out, uh, everyone was speculating, like, oh, what is this alien race? And there was, like... Like so, like the Cree, blah blah blah. Like everyone was pulling shit out of their, out of their ass. And then Hasbro, they released a toy line thing. It was like the Chatari Warrior. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, well, this it's is more again. or less what happened. But this was an actual leak that uh, they posted on Reddit. I know the guy like claimed to have worked there. I didn't, I didn't read the thing, but spoilers potentially. <laughs> We're bringing you news you don't read. Potentially, this is a spoiler. Kind of a soft one, though, because like, I think we kind of all knew what this was going to be. I mean, this is more or less exactly what I kind of hypothesized, and you kind of hypothesized a few episodes back. But, yeah, Ultron is uh, Tony Stark. What? Um, finds this uh, Chitari computer program amongst the wreckage after the Battle of New York, and he starts fucking with it, and then it gains sentience and tries to destroy the world, yep. uh, like you do. Yep. And... Man, yeah, that's Ultron. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's literally exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, you know what would be cool, actually. Uh, what if, if he it was, was just, a big anthropomorphic butt plug? I mean, I'd pay to see that, but uh, you'd pay to own that. <laughs> but um, it would be interesting if it was Jarvis going insane, because Jarvis is a character like he's not a main character. He's like the oh, Phil Coulson. Kind of interesting. Yeah, he's like the Phil Coulson, where like he's there. And you don't really give a shit until they take him away from you. And then they have to kill him at the end, and it's all emotional. Yeah. Then you realize he's just a stupid robot, and you could make a new one. Yeah. I mean, he's an AI program. He probably has the original coding laying around. Probably. He's Tony Stark. He knows how to do it again. But it's still, I mean, shit. Jarvis is one of those things, like, he's been in all the Iron Man It's like if and... Siri died. <laughs> Siri, no! It's like, there's 20 million series, guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But, um, but no, that'd be an interesting dynamic, because he'd know everything that Tony Stark does anyways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's just spitballing out there. You think he's gonna die in this movie? Who? Tony Stark? Yeah. No. Well, no, because he's gonna be in Captain America 3. Oh, okay, then in that movie? Do you think they're gonna kill him off eventually? (laughs) They've got... Because he doesn't really want to do it. Yeah. Unless he's just being coy, so they... Pay him more money? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, if you make that kind of money... Granted, he probably didn't need any more money. I think t- I think Robert Downey Jr. has just forgotten who Robert Downey Jr. is at this point, and he's just Tony Stark. Mm. Yeah. It's alright. No I mean, great loss. Just kidding. I mean, as far as, like, personas go, to become Tony Stark, that's not a bad one. But if you think about it, like... Tony Stark in the movies is basically Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, fair enough. It's a, it's because a self-replicating... Because Tony Stark of the comics was nothing like that. He was just a fucking boring protagonist. He had problems with alcohol and drug abuse, but for the most part, he was like, you know, he was like any other superhero. 
Yeah. I didn't find him, like, witty or charming in the comics. Nobody read Iron Man comics before that movie. Literally nobody. And if you think that, if you say that you did, you're a fucking liar. That's why I hate all the people that are like, you know, oh, oh, uh, uh, Iron Man is so much better than Batman. Um, no. A... (laughs) False. Although Robert Downey Jr. is Much way better, better than, than Christian Bale. Bale. I agree. Uh, that I'll give you. <laughs> but, like, and you're, uh, people are like, I'm a much bigger Iron Man fan. You know, I'm <laughs> not. You don't know jack shit about Iron Man. Nobody gave a shit about Iron Man until those movies. And just because the movie was good doesn't mean the comic has always been good. It's been very <laughs> fucking boring. He was never a first-rate character in the, in the Marvel lineup. You know, I love I just love the fact that we have the cinematic universe where Peter Parker... Can't Picked make ends meet. Peppers. Well, well, yeah. Well, he can't make ends meet. He's his life fucking sucks. He has to pay rent. He's trying to live in Manhattan, but he can't afford it. And he has a fucking billionaire friend who lives on Forty Second Street in this entire tower that he built because mm-hmm. he can. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate. Although it's kind of like real life. <laughs> I mean, plenty. You know how many billionaires live on this island, Michael? More than anywhere else in the world, I believe. Yeah. We have more billionaires per capita than anywhere else. Wonderful. Um, in, like, a very small, you know, section of land. But, uh... uh I had that kind neither of, of us are one. No, I'm going to be homeless soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After this month. I don't know where I'm going to live. Better um, start working in the red light district. Yeah. Where is that, by the way? I don't know. They're fucking... I don't, I don't know. Where I'd have to go for that? Like, the Bronx? <laughs> South Bronx? If anybody out there is listening, listening and is a prostitute, please write in. Tell us where the red light district in New York is. There's got to be more than one. It's a big city. Imagine we're just gonna get comments, and it's gonna be, be different times, people. It used to be Midtown. It used to be Times Square. Yeah. Like before the '90s, it was just Times Square was a fucking pornographic shithole. It was all fucking like strip bars and porno theaters. Like yeah, the, literally the, nobody wanted to go to Times Square. The so Toys R Us was a much different store. Yeah, uh, FAO Schwartz. <laughs> Um, but Kevin Smith tells a story about how he got robbed in Times Square just in broad daylight with a bunch of people around. Some guy came up with a knife and demanded their money. Used to be called the Midtown Hello. Really? Jesus Christ. My, um, my father a while back was telling me when he, first time he went to New York, uh, when he was still with my mom, they, they stayed at a hotel in Times Square, in Times Square, which now sounds like a fucking expensive-ass venture, but they stayed at a hotel in Times Square, and he said he had to push the closet up against the door in order to go to sleep at night. Oh, you mean the dresser? Yeah. I was going to say, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> he, he was that's very... a closet. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs>